Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast, broadcasting semi-live. Recording live. Recording live from Michigan Paracon 2022. Joe, we are back in the Sioux. Oh, this Sioux is Saint awesome. Marie, Michigan. This is my favorite, well, besides Paris Icon, my favorite convention. I know. We just love to travel up north. We are in the upper peninsula of Michigan, and if folks don't know where that's at, just go straight up 75 until it <laughs> stops. If you hit Canada, you went too far. That's what I always tell them. You drive north. If you hit Canada, back up and turn left or turn right. Right. <laughs> so, Joe, um, all kinds of uh, vendors here today. So we have seen many, many different celebrities so far. We It's like a family reunion. I know. I love it. It's so Everybody great. Everybody walking down the halls and in the elevators and everybody's like, yeah. hey, hey, hey. Yeah. But it doesn't feel the same. There's two people missing. I we, know. It's Greg and Dana are not here. From the, the New Kirks with the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal. Right, right. Um, they're not here. Well, and Rebecca Schmook. I, I know. I need to take a picture of an empty elevator, empty elevator because... With and Rhonda. We're missing Rhonda. Rhonda. Too. I forgot yes. about Rhonda. Rhonda, we miss you. But I remember, like, every time Rebecca Schmook is here, the Motor City Medium, I open the... I go to the elevator, it'll open up, and she'd be standing there. Or I'd come around <laughs> the corner, she's standing. She's stalking you. I, she's like, are you stalking me? I'm like, no. <laughs> Every chance I get. No, yeah. we love her. But great friends are here. You know, Nadine and John from Black Swamp Paranormal are here. John Zaffis. Uh, all of the, most of the ghost show people. Ghost Brothers. Ghost Brothers. Uh, Destination Fear. Kindred Spirits. We have tons of, like, Aaron Sega's next oh, to us. Yeah. Brian Cano is next Cano's to us. He's talking to someone. There. And Bridget Marquette. Yeah, Bridget. I haven't talked to her yet. So pretty in person. Oh, my gosh, you guys. You should come to this Paracon just to see her. She's yeah. so pretty. Um, she has a new podcast. So she actually has two podcasts now. She's here and has very high sky-high heels on. <laughs> I'm jealous. I couldn't wear them. I, I could not wear them. Right. But anyways, uh, guys, amazing. Oh, the Booth brothers are here, too. Yeah. But you know who else we're missing? I have not seen yet. Miss Kimberly Poppy and Steve. I was thinking that earlier. Where are you? Yeah, they're usually in the room with all the Ouija boards. Yeah. And I drove past, or drove, I walked past that room (laughs) yesterday and it was closed up and it doesn't look like they're here. But I know that they're coming with the Talking Board Museum. Yeah. So maybe they're just run late and they're setting up today. But I know. That's so nice. It's like family reunion again. They, this has grown year and year. It grows every year. Oh, yeah, for sure. It started out at the bingo hall, but now it's in this room we're in, which is mm-hmm. the, the main ballroom, right. the bingo hall. They opened up the foyer out here to some people, mm-hmm. some um, tables, yep. and they opened up a fourth room. So there's four rooms now. Yeah, that's incredible. In I mean, the casino. And I, I haven't made it into the fourth room, so I don't know who's in there. But I don't know. I haven't. I know Tim Dennis is down there. We got to get Tim on. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. But it's such a great convention. And I know it's really, really far, but you guys save up it's worth all it. year long and come on up and cross that giant bridge. <laughs> guys, I just want to tell you, did not have anxiety going over the bridge this year. No sweaty palms, no lightheadedness. I did pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I was 
Now, I wouldn't have probably felt that way if I had to drive over it, <laughs> but riding in the car did. And there's it's always construction because they're always painting the bridge. I know. So there's one lane closed. <laughs> and this year, we didn't have to drive on the metal part. Yes. So the, the, if you don't know, the Mackinac Bridge, the center of it is metal. It's metal grates. And your car shimmies back and forth, and it goes, wow, 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 yeah, wow, Yeah, it's really wow. scary. Maybe that's why, because we drove on the solid part. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, Joe and I have had some, uh, like, just fun times. We've learned a lot of, like, interesting uh, paranormal spookiness about this area. And I know we have a lot of friends. There's, like, the Haunts of Mackinac um, across from us, too. But we... Um, I don't know if you guys tuned into last week's show. We talked about Haunted St. Ignace, yeah. which was really cool because we spend a lot of time in that town. And it's just a, it's a really small town, mm-hmm. but there's a lot to do. It's a seaport. Yeah. On, a seaport on Lake, Hur- or Lake Huron, but it's like a little sea town. Yeah. It's sleepy, but it's just exciting at the same time. It's right on the water. It's calming. It has a lot of really good energy. Um, there's a couple old cemeteries Joe and I hit up and uh, tried to find some history because the town's like, what, 350 they, years yeah, old? Yeah, they're celebrating their 350th anniversary it's, this year. Yeah, it's incredible. So stay tuned. We'll probably discover some more spooky things about this area and we'll bring it to you on the following shows. Yeah, very busy here. So we're going to try to wrangle us up some celebrity. Yeah, and get some good Get some good stories. So yeah. Stay tuned. Um, like I said, we don't have anybody planned because that's one thing about this this convention is I never reach out to plan interviews yeah. because they're so spontaneous here. Love it. It's somebody like Tim Shaw or somebody will walk past the booth and we'll say, Tim, get on. And he's I'm like, oh, you beautiful people. I, I know. I love him. I saw him today stealing a chair. <laughs> and he told me I was beautiful, so I can't yell at him for stealing a chair. So. Well, <laughs> touche. But Jen, I'm excited about our first guest. Who do we have? We have Richard Estep, the wonderful, amazing, thank you so much for being on the show, author, TV host, TV commentator, writer, man of the hour, Tower of the Power. It's a pleasure to be <laughs> thank invited. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. How are you enjoying the Paracon so far? It's my first um, uh, Michigan Paracon, and I am oh. loving every minute of it. That's great. Everyone that I'd spoken to in advance said that this was such a friendly atmosphere and wonderful people, and they were not wrong. That's great. Yeah, it's one of the best. We always return. We've been here several years. But, you know, it's great to have new and exciting people, and you presented this morning. How did that go? You'd have to ask everybody that gave me an hour <laughs> of their life. Um, <laughs> I was just nervous because it's such a big stage in a big room and they told me, hey, Johnny Cash played on that stage. And I was like, oh, no pressure then. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> well, now you can put that on your resume. You have a very extensive resume. You are, have been on many of the paranormal TV shows. You have authored several books. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience uh, doing the show? Did you love it? Did you hate it? I, um, I do enjoy doing TV. Uh, I think that books are my favorite medium, not least because I'm a, I'm a reader, I'm a voracious reader, so I enjoy a good book, you know, and I enjoy a good TV show, but I think the way that you tell a story on TV is very different to the way you do it in a book. I have the luxury of 60, 70, or 80,000 words, um, as opposed to, you know, having to tell that story in a 15-minute segment or a 42-minute episode. So two different mediums, but I do enjoy doing both. 
what sparked your interest in um, pursuing this avenue in the paranormal? When I was a boy, uh, my grandparents' house uh, was haunted by the, the spirit of uh, an old lady um, who would look in on my uh, stepfather and uh, my aunts and uncles. Uh, my grandfather was away in the war fighting, in, uh, fighting the Japanese in Burma, and so my grandmother was left to raise this big family all on her own while the Germans were bombing every night. Oh, you know, it was stressful, I'm sure. And um, she did a fantastic job. But afterwards, my aunts and uncles and my stepfather talked about uh, this old lady that would come into their room at night just to tuck them in and make sure all the kids were getting off to sleep. Never occurred to them that she wasn't a real person, a flesh and blood human being. And it was only when they mentioned it one day my father had returned and she'd stopped appearing when he returned from the war. It was almost as if her, her job was done, you know? Um, and they realized it was, in fact, the, a former tenant of the house who had died downstairs years before. That's incredible. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Leicestershire, England, and the house was in Hull, Kingston-on-Hull in England. Have you ever been, as an adult, back to that location? No, because my grandparents died, and they, uh, the house has passed on into somebody else's hands. I would love. I wrote about it in my first book, In Search of the Paranormal. And I wonder if they might ever read it and realize I'm talking about their house. <laughs> Part of me wants to just anonymously mail a, a copy of the book to oh, them. Oh, there you go. You yeah. should. That would be incredible because you never know. They could be having some type of experience and just where do we go from here, right? They might. I mean, I think the haunting was, though, it was one of those where it was very purpose-driven. And I thought that this kindly lady saw this need and she fulfilled it and once she'd done that she was able to to go back to her rest or whatever it is that awaits us mm -hmm. afterwards yeah or maybe she wanted to feel needed as well you know a lot of times that's people's life purpose is taking care of others mm -hmm. and even though you've gone on to the afterlife it doesn't mean that you're going to stop being the person that you are no I, I i like to think having talked to quite a few mediums that um we, we still remain us. We have the same issues to work on. You know, if you're angry and frustrated in life, you're not going to miraculously be, be freed of that, you know, as soon as you leave it. So I think there are no shortcuts spiritually. Do you think that's maybe why sometimes right as people are dying, they rally and, and maybe try to seek forgiveness? The deathbed conversion? Mm -hmm. Or maybe some people want to hedge their bets, right? I, I do know that having talked to a lot of palliative care nurses, end-of-life nurses, they, they all talk about how the, the dying have, their perspective is they wish they'd been kinder, they wish they'd been nicer, they wish that they had bothered less about the trivial thing. You know, that slight, that insult, that grudge, none of it amounts to anything at the end of your life. It's the, it's the big things and the small things that matter. This is a consistent story that dying people tell. I mean, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross documented this very extensively in her work, you know. Um, we could all probably use a dose of that in our daily lives, a reminder. And, you know, having this podcast is a great forum to be able to tell people, live your life now because mm -hmm. you only have one life to live, right? And, right. and you want to make sure that you get it all in and, and don't spend your life being miserable. You can come to a beautiful convention like this, meet wonderful people, and, you know, it's just um, it's amazing. So personal experiences. Now, you said you have been an investigator. Do you have any experiences where you were just like, just flabbergasted, like, what is happening right now that you would like to share? I think that um, contrary to what we might see on some TV shows and in the movies, the really impressive paranormal phenomena tends to be 
not spectacular. It tends to be something that you're unable to explain in any other way, you know? It is not, most of the time anyway, apparitions and objects flying off shelves and people's eyes turning white and all the stuff that we've been led to believe is a thing. It can be a simple form of communication that tells somebody, hey, their loved one is not lost forever, they've, they've survived in some form. So all of my moments are, are situations in which I've been unable to find a non-paranormal explanation that is less complex than the paranormal one. You know, Occam's razor there, right? Given two um, explanations, the simpler one tends to be the truth more often than not. Yeah, and I always say, always go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. You know, even in paranormal investigations, I see so many people that take tons of equipment mm-hmm. and they don't get anything, but yet they'll walk into a room and they'll experience something. And I think that's because you go back to the basics. And it's not all about the flash and all about the beeping and all that. It's, it's where you sit back and listen. Yeah, I would agree. I, I began being very tech-oriented, and I still have friends and colleagues that I work with that are that way. And absolutely no disrespect to anyone that is all about the equipment. and the, That's an approach, right? And it's, it's no less valid than any other approach to investigating the paranormal. But what I found was, and it was when I was investigating Waverly Hills about six years ago, the place was so big, we had it for eight hours, and I spent the first two hours helping run cables yeah. and set up cameras and audio. And it it dawned on me that I've just spent a quarter of my time not experiencing this place. And as as a medical provider myself, I felt a deep connection with the men and women that had worked there through one of the worst pandemics we've ever seen in this country. And some of them had paid with their lives. Some of them died, you know. And so... What, what I most remember about my first trip to Waverly Hills now is not the paranormal. It is the fact that I was able to walk those hallways and just try and appreciate what it must have been like for them, make that kind of connection. Yeah, and you, with you being a medic, you experience that all the time where you could be at the end of someone's life or you could be at the beginning of someone's life, whether it's you know birth or death. Yes. And everything in between and the emotions that come out. I've heard many stories of medics actually seeing, like, how do I put it? Like the soul leaving the body at the spirit, the second of death. And it's so intriguing. And, you know, and I, I honor you for putting yourself in those situations to help people. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there, again, having talked to a lot of end-of-life people, Fewer paramedics, um, rather than nurses, tell me those stories. More nurses tell me those stories. And I think it's because um, paramedics are a little more geared towards emergency and crisis, and we're very hyper-focused, which is by no means disrespectful to nurses. In fact, nurses deal with patients for days, if not weeks, you know, so they just have a longer-term focus, and I think they have more time to form a bond with their patients than we do. If you're in my care for more than an hour, something went really wrong, (laughs) you know? Because at that point, the, the nurses and doctors should have taken over. So I could have a parade of headless horsemen walk through my 911 scene and I would never notice it, which is good because my focus belongs on my patient, you know. But when you are in a nursing home or a hospice and that environment's very different, I think the, the potential to pick up on these things is more present. Definitely. A little bit about um, some of the other locations that you've been to. You mentioned Waverly mm-hmm. and what you've experienced in some of those places. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've been investigating for, for future book projects uh, Fort Mifflin uh, on the Delaware, the fort that saved America, which is a wonderful place, and I can't recommend 
uh, visiting that highly enough. The, the Redcoats and the um, Continentals, uh, there was a siege and they were able to hold off the Redcoats long enough for, for Washington to bring his army back together and, and push forwards. And Fort Mifflin um, is haunted not just by military ghosts, but there is infamously a, a screaming lady, a shrieking woman uh-huh. that haunts Fort Mifflin, whose identity is, uh, is in um, question. It's debatable who she is. Uh, but we've experienced a lot of stuff uh, there, especially in the casemates. The sound of footsteps, that kind of measured tread that a soldier has on patrol, walking on concrete or cobblestones, heard and recorded at Fort Mifflin, for example. And I just love that idea that we're getting a window into the past. It's terrific. It, it's a piece of living history. For sure. Have you been to Gettysburg? I, I have, and I wrote two books about Gettysburg. Oh, I would like to do more. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Civil War enthusiast. It's so incredible. It is amazing. I love the Farnsworth House is where I always stay yes. when I'm at Gettysburg and I also wrote about the Fairfield Inn which is a few miles outside of town uh, and the center of a, a kind of cavalry action in that area which few people really discussed because Pickett's Charge was happening at the same time and that gets all the publicity but I think square, square foot for square foot Gettysburg is possibly the most haunted town in the US I, I believe so I agree yeah. I really do. definitely I mean it never disappoints. You go there, you feel the history. Yes. You know, not, not so much just the paranormal, but when you step in that town, you feel, I feel, oh, sorry, I feel the history. And mm-hmm. it's incredible. Joe and I, before we came up here, we, we love to stop in cemeteries because we always find the history of the town through the cemetery. There was a, um, uh, civil, a gentleman who was a Civil War veteran mm-hmm. buried there, and I, we don't see that very often, you right. know, this far up in, in Michigan, but, you know, it's it's a, just an incredible place, and, you know, if our listeners have not been to Gettysburg, you need to go. <laughs> I, I honestly believe every American should go to Gettysburg at some point, just to appreciate there's this sense that, that, that momentous things happened in this place, you know, and we are still dealing with ramifications from that war yeah. to this day. But the and I'm not somebody who's sensitive. The I don't feel things much. I don't sense things. I hats off to those that do. But I'm just not wired that way. There is something in the air at Gettysburg. There is just something indefinable. We've said that before, where you drive into town, yeah. and you just feel it. And you think about the stone tape theory. I mean, how much blood has gone into the ground? How much energy has gone into those walls? It's it just boggles the mind. And we've heard. You could be walking through this the supermarket, right. and you'd see a ghost. Right. You Potentially, know, because everywhere is haunted. Right. Well, there are so many reenactors. I always want to stop them. <laughs> yeah, and just, right. I always them. wonder. Yeah. yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about your books. That's what I, I'm. I know something new. Out? I enjoy reading, and it's there's always new stuff out there to read. I very much enjoy. I started writing uh, paranormal nonfiction, and and still do, of course. Um, I like to, when possible, move into a haunted location and take a team of trusted colleagues with me and experience it and investigate it from the inside out. Uh, I really do believe you can't just spend a night in a place and declare it not haunted. Or, or you, you need a little bit longer for the building to come to terms with you, I think, and for you to understand the nuances of how the building behaves around the clock. And You know, buildings creak as the temperature changes and the structure contracts and you need to understand how the air moves through a building, all those things. Uh, so I like to write about those experiences within locations. And then more recently, I've, I've kind of branched out into true crime, 
with uh, Visible Ink Press, publishing a series of books on serial killers. And most recently, um, uh, writing comic books for the Commando series of, of uh, military history comics published by DC Thompson. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. A wide range. Yeah. Very wide yeah, range. Yeah, I like a bit of variety. Spice of life, right? It is. It's like ghost hunting. <laughs> it keeps it spicy. Well, really, really enjoy meeting new people. And thank you so much for coming to this Paracon and and sharing our, your journey with us. And everybody, if you can, please let them know where they could get your books or reach out to you on your social media. Absolutely. Um, you can find my books in all the usual retailers, of course. Uh, I live on the internet at richardestep.net. And uh, you can also find me on social media as Richard Estep Author, um, in Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter, Estepar. Excellent. Well, thank you. Please enjoy the rest of the convention. Good luck to you with all your book sales. Thank you. And hopefully we will see you, God willing, next year. I, if I'm invited, I will return. Please come awesome. back. <laughs> thank you. So all right, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, girls and guys, ghouls and grills, <laughs> we have a very, very special guest who I've been working on getting on the show for 875 for a years. Long, a long time. <laughs> Love you, long time. <laughs> time. We have Gigi from Paranormal XL Podcast. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so exciting. My, my para buddy. Yes, yes, we are para family, or or cast family, for the podcast. Pod, you're my pod buddy. Pod buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put you two in a pod. <laughs> two seconds. No, it's great. It's like a big family reunion every time we get to hang out at a convention Absolutely. and see each other, and we run around and we try to troll for snacks off of people's <laughs> tables. Yes. We steal candy and we. Um, cause havoc wherever we go and then yeah. we party that is literally what happens every like, time <laughs> yeah there's like nothing wrong with anything people that. think that we come to these conventions so that we can talk to other vendors and that but it's not true we're after their snacks that's we right. are don't <laughs> that's true anybody that should be in a suggestion dull your, yeah dull your snack shine um, Gigi, what is going on? What is new and what is exciting? Oh my gosh, so much has happened today. Like, my brain is so fried. <laughs> like, I don't even know anything that's happened today. It's, like, overwhelming, but, like... Like, I haven't been like to Christmas. this in two years. Yeah. It, no, and this yeah. is one of the... I've been to plenty of the cons. However, this one, like, there's... It's insanely large. Yeah. <laughs> And, and everybody's it, here. Yeah, right? like, yeah. And you're not missing like one or two. No, literally everybody is here. Mm-hmm. So it's like everywhere you're looking, you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> pictures, pictures. It, yeah. It's just been great. And then being able to have court come from Massachusetts yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like that for this one, I was like, dude, you have to come for this one. Like, yeah. if you can handle Michigan Paracon, you're gonna be fine. And yeah. You know, it's and you know, I hate I say that way too much, but you know, it's so far away. It is literally the top yes. of Michigan, as right. far as you can go north on Mich- in Michigan. Like the next and road is Canada. Yes. that's literally. what I was telling Clark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yet it brings thousands of people. Yeah. Yes, and because of the group of, or because of the people that are here. Like we said, everybody, and except he, for the guy with the haunted hair. Haunted hair? 
That has a a TV show and a museum. He never shows up. No. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That one. She's too good for us. But anyway. She has been there. I have. You did? Yeah. (gasps) Tell me all about it. Oh, my God, girl. Was it everything they say? Yes, plus more. Like, doing the podcast, obviously, we cover some of those haunted. I should know better. Right. <laughs> we cover a lot of those haunted objects that he has there. So, like, to be able to see them and get the feel for them is, like, remarkable. There was a few that made me super sick, like, when we, the artifacts from, like, the serial killers and stuff. So, oh, I'd have yeah. to, like, I need a minute, guys. And mm-hmm. then there was other ones. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Or, you know, just, it, I think I slept. And I was only in Vegas, I think, for, like, three days. I had to sleep for, like, half of that. So, like, going in, it's only, like, 35, 35 or $45, but it's, like, the best 35 or $45 that you would spend out of everything you get to see in, like, each room. They have a different, like, tour guide, so you literally get, like, somebody fresh and that's ready to go, and they know, like, all the history and everything on the artifacts. Like, it's just, it's insane. Like, I can't, look at my, look at my face, listeners. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> just put your face up to the, if, to the microphone like, and they'll look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Shocked, amazed. I am. I am. Like, Surprised, if you get a chance to go excited. out there, you will not be let down. Yeah. It's really a great price, though, because things in Vegas are so expensive. Uh huh. That's like, the only reason I went out there was to yeah. do that. So, and more than three days in Vegas, you just, it's like, it's time to go. Because mm-hmm. the energy there is like insane. You got it is. so much craziness there. And yeah, I had no emotions. like inkling to do, you know, like the gambling and the drinking and stuff. Like, we didn't do that out there like we each picked there was three of us that went out there my friend from california she met us out there and we each did something different each of those days and i'm like i'm going to the freaking museum with right. a sprained ankle because as soon as i step off the plane who's gonna trip on their own feet oh, oh, no. oh me i'm like no i will drag myself to that museum i have like to a go peg see leg it. Just yeah exactly <laughs> exactly everybody in the museum going she's haunted possessed Yes. <laughs> Demons. What was your feeling when you went into the room with the divot? That's so weird that you say that because I was actually just going to say that. So they do not let you like stop and look at it. You keep walking around oh, and really? it's encased and then there's salt all the way around it. So I like you didn't get to like, act- I don't know, with me with objects, like I will stop and like zone in and like try to feel the vibe, whether it's residual energy, whatever's in there. However, you didn't get the chance to do that with that. And I believe that is the purpose why they have it set up that way. And then the, the Hell House from, that was in Ohio, Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> um, so he's got the staircase there. So that, like, they put you in this room and it's all dark. And then they say, like, their speech about it or whatever. And you only have, like, 30 seconds to look at the stuff. Like, they lift up these things and then really? they bring it back down. Yeah. Really? Then the chair. The rocking chair. Yes. So the door kept doing a crazy thing. They kicked us out and everything. Like, it was just nuts. Yeah. Just it, again, just the, you have to go. Like, I I can't find the words for it. Yeah. Like, you would not be disappointed. So going through that, like, did you feel that you were drained? You said you had to sleep half the time. Was it, do you think that? took yes. a lot of, out of you to be around those It did, because there's one thing to, like, be excited about being out there. That's my first time out there and everything. Like, that, that would tire me out, but I could put that on pause until I get back home and I can take a nap. That was literally, like, I couldn't eat. I couldn't do anything. Like, it took being open, you know, that 
you go into a place like that and that's bound to like suck you dry <laughs> like that's just what's going to happen the Kevorkian so they had two separate rooms in that so we went in they had the thing set up like his office they show you this video of like this girl getting possessed and like I don't want to say possessed I shouldn't say that but some Affected. weird yeah, yeah some weird stuff happened in that room and they show you the video while you're in there so then like we're going to the next room and I'm like oh my gosh and I like I couldn't like walk through the doorway so I'm like um, what is going on and so I got myself and I just started crying so what that room was it was the memorial they had all of the names okay and the, the van was in there yeah. and I'm like okay so we're gonna make this quick because I'm feeling all these sad emotions and I was like I'm out of here like it was very weird and intense I wasn't I was just so thrilled to like be out there and be there I didn't even cross my mind going in that I would be affected that way you know you know just Vegas in general it would just be so draining there's so much history of um, all the emotions you know yeah oh yeah absolutely happy sad you know, no. <laughs> lots of sad. murder, drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh yeah, Elvis was there. Elvis, I know that did what. <laughs> <laughs> what made me kind of sad? We are. We know we how to edit. do things. We can edit. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> Seeing like the old parts of Vegas, and they're just like dead. Like that, like crushed my soul a little bit, just because it used to be so alive and like. Live, just that. a different vibe. Yes, completely. and it's just dead, and, and like nobody's there, and they're letting the buildings go to hell, and it, it's just, it's sad I to was see devastated that. Because the last couple of times I went, the Liberace Museum was closed <gasps> permanently, and you know I love Liberace. Uh, oh, oh, that's my boy. How dare they oh. close? Why that are... is so weird that you just said that. Because you know I got a new car. It has a CD player. Oh, yeah. So oh, look I, at you moving I, on. Yeah, up. I busted out all my CDs that I for the <laughs> trip up here. And I actually have a Liberace CD I was going to bring as a joke and just play it. Wait, wait, you literally brought CDs? You yeah. didn't just, like, hook up your phone? No, CDs. I didn't know player. people still have CDs. I, in his car. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think they still come with them for the most part, but I didn't think people still use them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went in and I in my living room. I love room, that. My little rack. Just to make wind chimes. That's totally the only thing we use them for. Uh-huh. Piss off the neighbors that. when the sun reflects and <laughs> blinds them. Blinds when he's yeah. out yes. trying to leaf blow his driveway. He's getting blinded by yeah. the... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think of other things. Um, Well, you guys are going to be out at... Next weekend, we'll see yes. each other again, right? Yes. I'm super excited about that because I took pretty much this past year off of doing any conventions or anything yeah. like that. Well, you got a new addition to your repertoire by buying the building and actually having a witch chef now. Yes, yes. I'm super excited. So I keep myself busy, and it's not accomplished yet. However, it's getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. We are in the process of muddying it. So. Half of that will be for recording, and then the other half will be like what I'm doing the lives and stuff like that. So, pretty excited about that. Being able to do the business from home instead of having an actual location, because I was just like trying to juggle the home life and do that stuff too, and then still wanting to go out and investigate and stuff. Like I, I need a lot more hours in a day, yeah. just like anybody else. Who does that? Yeah. So switch gears a little bit and talk about podcasting have you ever had any strange and i'm sure you have um strange and unusual things 
happen during your podcast? Not hitting the record button. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about that before. Oh my Earlier. gosh! Oh, Lord. lessons learned. Lessons yes, learned, yes, right? yes. No, um, but I mean, like paranormal type issues. I've always looked like. Here's well, you know, listeners obviously can't <laughs> see me, but I'm like when I'm listening back, I think I'm trying too hard to find something. Yeah. When you try hard, it doesn't happen. It's just like ghost hunting. Oh, absolutely. When you're trying to get the spirits to talk to you, they don't. But when you're getting out of your car or <laughs> when you're tripping on the flat floor, they, they'll tell you. Sleeping and, alone in your house, and yeah, and then they want to talk to you yeah. when nobody else is there to scare the crap out of you. Yeah, that's really great. Does it happen <laughs> to, Does Oh, I, I don't want to talk about me. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is what this show is about. You. It's all about you. I, I see dead people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. So, generally, the people that come to you or that you see, are they relatives or are they strangers? Okay. Let's dive deep. Let's go woo-woo. 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 See, what had happened was, just kidding. So, I went down to Patty's thing and um, the gallery reading, and I got up and I asked a question, and I was like, you know, I read for people and stuff, but when it comes to my family or people I was close to that crossed over, it's hard to separate it, because what I'm coming through for me, like with my grandparents, it might just be a memory, not them necessarily, so I don't, I try my best not to tap into that, because it would just be like this rabbit hole, and I'd probably never leave my house. But reading for people like at the conventions and stuff, it's a lot easier to kind of train train your energy, I guess you could say, um, as far as being able to pick up the certain things and whatnot. Now, I had a good friend of mine, and that's what I asked Patty about, and I had explained to her this is why I'm not doing it, because i seen him. Like, he lost his battle to depression. Gosh, I don't know, it was like a month and a half ago, and... Um, I found out, and then I was just seeing him everywhere. I'm like, dude, you're not here. Like, what are you doing? Like, I will see people, but sometimes I don't know. Like, they could actually be, like, real human. (laughs) Some aren't, but I just have learned to live with that. But I know him, and I know he's not here. So I'm like, okay, man, what's going on, man? I I can't have you because when you lose somebody like that, you feel a lot of guilt, and that's all I... And I know better. Like, I try to help people through stuff like this. I'm like, okay, you need to take your own advice, Gigi. Like... Come on. And I'm like, buddy, what's going on? What's going on? And he had a message for his son, and I actually got a hold of his son's mom and was like, hey, I'm going to sound like a crazy person. I haven't seen you in forever, but this is what I got. Then he went away, and I didn't see him no more. And I'm a little sad about that yeah. Yeah. because at the same time, like, I liked seeing him, but I knew he was there for a reason, being what I'm, you know, what we're all into. I'm like, Willie, man, you couldn't have got somebody else. <laughs> like... <laughs> probably felt safe with you and knew that you would be able to absolutely you know in a in a um, respectful way be able to reach that message reach out with that message yes but it's really actually kind of changed my perspective going through that and seeing like him there because it's one thing like I'll see people I see them you know in the mind's eye or I'll hear them but being able to see him and like right in front of me that was really hard so like it's kind of jacked me up a little bit I think as far as I need to get back on my rhythm and stuff so when I start doing these things again and it's personal yeah. Th- that's, know, that's the thing I'm it's trying personal. to yeah find that line where I need to cut that off and be like okay you need to go away I'm here I'm at Michigan Paracon today so yeah. leave me alone <laughs> like 
but yeah, it's um, the whole spiritual journey's been a it's a ride. You gotta definitely buckle up and be prepared. And I wonder if when someone passes and they're not in a very good mood when they pass, on the other side they realize that and they come back almost to comfort the people that are, left are missing them. And then, like you say, he did it and he went away and now you're better for that. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm hoping anyway. Because he, while well, he left, his oldest was six. And then he had two girls. One was four and the other was three months. So, like, I'm like, what do I do? And I even asked Patty, I was like, I have to do something. What does he, like, I need him to tell me what he wants me to do. Like, I'm in the process of trying to put together, like, a paranormal thing where we raise money to help for Christmas, you know, and stuff. Because after a while, people stop giving at first, you know, they provide. But then, you know, Christmas is coming, you know, school and stuff, the, and you kind of forget. Yeah. First Christmas without first birthday with that you know mm -hmm. and then it keeps going i know it's not going to bring him back but if it helps ease things for the mom and in the children you know if it puts a smile on their face like i'm tell me what to do to make your kids happy because like that's all i want to do wow this got real depressing yeah. <laughs> but but no this is good get that out because there's can, people out there that need to hear stuff yeah. like this that's true you know and, and, and maybe you're considering something and, and just think about like Right? Mm -hmm. If that crosses your mind, I love you and you can email me. Yeah. Like, that is also my new life mission. Like, when I troll on Facebook and stuff and you see people, like, I'm like, hey, I know you don't know me, but I'm here. Just You just need somebody to listen to you. Cause that's what I used to do for him. And that helped through that time. And I couldn't save him, you know, but maybe I can save somebody else. I always wonder, is, is that that person's life journey is that the way you know it was is it we'll save that discussion I, I know it's a hard one to yeah. have yeah. yeah definitely but we want to keep but it what light else? and fresh <laughs> oh we do yes so oh, hey. fresh and new and happy and weird what's going on with the show you, you, oh whose show your what show what show excel oh Paranormal XO Podcast. That one? So we will be working on season three, and that's going to be all things E.T. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. I need to, it's really helped being able to break it up instead of consistently going for myself because I'm like, I get like overwhelmed and I just like don't do anything. So I'm like, okay, allow myself to schedule these interviews and get the research in, record, and then do all the editing and then put out. So um, I'm excited about the alien thing, and I'm super excited about starting the research for that because there's, it's so broad. I, like, I don't know where to start. Like, do I start with like ancient aliens when I'm doing research? Do I start with like the Greys? Do I start with like the the government versus like what what is this? Yeah. I, I I'm asking. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey know, guys. I, the, I, I would suggest starting with discovering the different types. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because right, people like just think of the one thing. They think of the green, the grays with the big eyes. Yep. There's multiple different types. There's reptilians. Um, there's the, what's the ones that are white, Nordic? They're very Nordic looking. The Nordics, yeah. Nordic, I don't okay. Know but yeah, there's multiple different kinds. And, and, you know, people don't often hear about. I like that. Yeah, reptilians. Mm -hmm. Reptilians. 
We were I think con- I dated a few. I don't know. <laughs> I know. We were at a convention, and we were Girl. told that there was a reptilian at that convention. But they wouldn't let us know who it was. Yeah. Did you watch everybody blink to see if yes. the eyes went this exactly. way? Was, I love that honest, so much. I started getting a little like scared for a minute. I was like, I don't know who's the reptilian. <laughs> I love that that question just got us all excited. We're like, yeah. <laughs> You're following blank them into me. the bathroom to I see know, how they go. I was like scared to go in the bathroom. Blank, blank, like, blank. They're going to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Their lizard tongue's going to come that. out and zap me. <laughs> <laughs> la, la, la. Oh, God. That could have taken a weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're all about that. Heck yeah. No, I'm super and excited about the alien You know thing. I'm here for you if you ever need me on the show. Absolutely. I will talk about it for hours and hours and hours. Oh, good. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I'm excited. I, I got a couple things and that I, they're just up here right now. Yeah. So I, I need to, like, get on that. And I know that. But I'm having fun this weekend. So oh, that's all put on hold. This weekend yeah. is for fun. <laughs> We're reconnecting. Absolutely. We're Whoop whoops. <laughs> Later on. I know. I'm, I'm super excited. I just need everybody to know that. <laughs> Courtney has never been here, and we were just talking with her, and my she, bestie. We were like, wait till later. Uh huh. Uh huh. Get your interviews in today because tomorrow you won't be able to talk. <laughs> I'll be on the horse by the end of the week. Uh huh. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for that for her yeah. because she needs the full like feel of everything going on. She's having a great time. I'm having a great time showing her everything. Like this was last minute us coming here, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna oh, wear? I do. <laughs> She's like, really? That's what you worried about? I said, absolutely. I have to be extra. That's how you get noticed. You gotta be extra. One hundred. Just saying. But you know. We love you. We are so glad that you came on the show. You're welcome anytime. Any weird topic, let's do it. (laughs) Just call me up. Call Joe up. And we will get on and we will talk about it. Absolutely. And for our listeners, let them know where they can get a hold of you. Your social media. Social? Social media? Social media? Social. So Instagram is XLParanormal because I couldn't do it the other way around for whatever reason. So Facebook is ParanormalXL. YouTube is Paranormal XL. Probably podcasts at the end of all those. But you can listen on any and all music and podcast apps that you have, including Amazon Prime. So I like being able to like type my name in in yeah. Amazon like I'm shopping. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and then email the show, obviously, especially like with the new season coming up with aliens if you have any stories if you've been abducted whatever like yeah. pretty great i want to hear everything uh paranormal at writeme.com and you can also <laughs> hear her shows on my ipod i still have an ipod to bring you it's up the today. convenience of being able to put it in your pocket and not use your phone i love that no i agree with that i, I do like that idea yeah. All right, well, thank you for <laughs> stopping you. by. Love you. Absolutely, love and you. we're going to see you all night all until night. they're wheeling you out of here on a shopping cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. All right, so while Jen and Gigi are leaving the table, I'll let you know that uh, next week's show, we have a great show coming up next week. We actually have the person that Gigi is here with, which is Courtney Buckley. She is from Scared and Alone, the only, only show where the audience tells her what to do. It's going to be an awesome interview. Check it out next week. 
We're about to interview her. She's getting ready to sit down with us right now. Stay tuned for next week. It's going to be an awesome show. You're going to love it. Like we always say, please, please, please get up on our website. Check out everything we have up there. There is one thing I need to change. If you are going to be in the Ann Arbor, Whitmore Lake area for our library presentation is not on Thursday. I've got to change on the website. We changed it to Friday. So check out the date. I'll change it as soon as I get home and we'll catch you next week. And like we always say, please tell a friend. It really does help. Honestly, it's only the only way that podcasts really grow is word of mouth. It is the best way. And it's the honest way. If you really like our show, share with a friend. All right. So in honor of Gigi and Michigan Paracon, which is the party of the Paracon. Let's leave with some dead in five. Let's get the party started. See you next week. Have fun. Have a great week. Goodbye.